0: I'm Jack Kane. This is Over the Phone. And today's guest is Henry Doyle, a YouTuber, wildlife photographer, and co host of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. We're going to get with him right after the break. And we're back here with Henry Doyle. He's a YouTuber, wildlife photographer, and a co host on the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. It's a great show. I totally recommend you listen to it on Spotify. Um, So just to kind of jump right in here with Henry. uh, What kind of first got you into photography?
1: Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, what first got me into photography? uh, Well, so about three or four years ago um, when I was in eighth grade. uh, I was really into like making little home movies. Um, They're pretty dumb. I just make them with like my sister or my cousins. Um, And that Christmas, I got a little camera. And that camera, it had the ability to shoot like manual settings and take photos. So I I was playing around with that a bit. Uh, taking some pictures around the house and then I decided to bring it outside so I've always been a big nature lover um, and then I can com- kind of combine this new camera I got uh, with my love of outdoors and it all spiraled from there so. Yeah that's great I really
0: like that and um, let's say in your opinion what, what season outdoors do you think is the best uh, to photograph nature?
1: Oh that's a hard one because I love all of them but probably right now Um, fall is my favorite uh, especially these cooler weather Uh, I can stay out for much longer Um, the lighting's a lot better so generally I like shooting in like neutral cloudy days so uh, weekends like this have been great with these cloudy skies um, these great colors and just the cooler temperatures so I'd have to say fall
0: do you think there's any cooler effects with if it's raining or is that too difficult do you think
1: oh yeah definitely when it's raining uh, you can get some really cool things you can like freeze the raindrops in the air um, and just all the colors pop more uh, when it's wet so.
0: Would you say that there are some there's some weather where you I mean there's nothing you can do or do you think there's I mean no matter what the weather you think there's an opportunity.
1: I'd say if it's like a heavy rainstorm or like a thunderstorm I, I won't go out just because uh, just the camera gear I have it's not I mean it's water resistant, but not like invincible, so I do try to be careful. Uh, and heavy snowstorms as well, Uh, but generally anything else, I'll I'll go out in it, so.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you've you've been doing this for a while, so I mean, and your photos have a lot of great detail in them, especially of, you know, things like elk and deer and different birds, so what type, uh, yeah, uh, what type of detail uh, do you usually look for in a good photo?
1: So, yeah, for a good photo, um, I generally... It's kind of crazy um, when people who aren't photographers hear this, but I don't generally look for the subject first, it's more a good background. Um, because when I, when I really started this, I just had ugly like blue skies and like, or even a white sky. But now I look for some nice plants to place in the background or a nice branch. Uh, when it comes to birds, you wanna have a good perch. Um, it's just really all about that background to kind of bring the scene together. Uh, it's the same for landscapes as well. Um, when I'm doing that, I want to have a good sky. Um, if I do include the sky, so like cloud, like dramatic clouds or nice sunset colors. Um, so just kind of look at that background and how it works with the overall image.
0: Do you think that like, uh, in terms of just your preferences, um, are you looking like, depend, depending on the, the animal or something, what are you like looking for? Like, uh, in terms of setting.
1: Oh yeah. In terms of setting. Um, well, I think uh, a nice like generally um, if it's a bird uh, it I like open areas uh, where there's not as much trees, so I can get like some nice even light on that bird. Um, with like a interesting like grassland or something or a I uh, I go around creeks a lot for birds or uh, ponds just because there's abundant numbers, and you can get some really cool shots with that. Um, For deer, I do like to shoot them in the forest just because it's really interesting to kind of show the trees and then show the scale of these big deer next to them. Uh, So kind of all over the place, but it it really depends on the subject. So,
0: you know, being here in Kentucky, do you think um, or what are some areas or spaces that you really prefer to shoot photos in?
1: Well, here in Louisville, um, I've kind of over the past like three years built kind of like a a top, a top list of five. Um, my number one, uh, is out, uh, in prospect. It's called a Garvin Brown nature preserve. Uh, it's right next to a dog park. Um, it's actually, it, it can get kind of annoying cause there's people walking their dogs. Um, but the, the shots I've gotten there are just, it's, it's like, it's like I'm in South Carolina or Florida. Like the, there's these big egrets that fly in there every single morning. So I can go there and get guaranteed, um, Shots of those—they're—they're they're big white birds. Um, there's this lovely like overflow overflow pond from the Ohio River. Get all kinds of birds in there. Um, just beautiful flowers in general too. Uh, beautiful fields. Uh, it's really great. It's about 20 minutes from my house, so a little bit further. Um, but it's—it's it's definitely worth it, and it's uh its great, especially in like early morning light, getting getting it shining through the fields and whatnot. So,
0: what are some other uh, areas that you prefer?
1: Um, i live right by Cherokee park um, which is pretty well known in louisville uh, it actually has some great photography opportunities so during during the beginning of the pandemic uh, i didn't have my driver's license so i was pretty much stuck to like a, a couple mile radius around my house and i would ride my bike to Cherokee park and just take amazing shots and i, I continue to go back there today because it's just it's got some great opportunities there it's got deer and great birds and some beautiful forests so Yeah. So when you were kind of starting out, what
0: were some of the basic equipment or what's some of the basic equipment that you would say you would need?
1: Yeah. So if you're, if you're doing nature photography specifically, um, you definitely need a long lens. I think that's almost more important than what camera you get uh, because you just, I would say at least a 300 millimeter lens uh, because you really have to get, I mean, you'd be surprised how close you have to get to these subjects. Like I have a, I have a, 500 millimeter lens and sometimes that's not even long enough and um, so definitely get a nice long lens um, get a get a camera body that can focus like autofocus. that's very important you're not going to have time to manually focus um, to get that subject nice and sharp um, and if if you want to do more of the landscape side of things uh, you definitely need a tripod to get those long exposure effects um, and it can also be helpful with wildlife too just to kind of use a slower shutter speed to uh, get less noise of your image and just get more high quality shots. So,
0: so starting out, what are some like so specific like uh, uh, products or something that you mm. would recommend?
1: Yeah, so I, I started out with uh, Canon and I'm still using Canon today. Um, I'd recommend getting like a an interchangeable lens camera. So one where you can switch the lenses out, uh, probably a mirrorless camera. So if, if you don't know what that is, uh, you can basically see your exposure through the viewfinder. Uh, it definitely helps uh, helps you get nice and clear shots with a good exposure. Um, and i'd I'd recommend a like a canon seventy two hundred seventy three hundred, something like that. Um, i I started out with a seventy to three hundred. I've upgraded since then, um, but it served me well for a long time. so
0: so I know um, timing is pretty much everything with nature photography. So mm-hmm. how many hours do you usually? spend going out in, in the, the forest or something i mean within a day's time so
1: it, it really depends but uh, in the summer for example um, i lived up in michigan so uh, my grandparents have a house up there so i'd get up at 5 a.m uh, right before sunrise and i'd be out till generally like 12 p.m so that's like seven hours out in the field and then i'd go to work at one so that, that was kind of my life over the summer that's kind of the extreme example, right? So, so on weekends, um, I'll I'll generally spend like four, three to four hours out in the field. Um, usually sun, Saturday and Sunday, but um at least once a week. Uh and it it takes time. You you can't just go out there and expect um for things to happen. Now sometimes they do. Like yesterday, I just went to the park, and as soon as I got there, there was a deer, I got amazing shots right away. Uh, but it doesn't always happen. You have to put in the time and you'll see things eventually, but it takes a lot of work. So,
0: Would you say that um, it's better to to wake up earlier and do
1: it because, I mean, there's less people out? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, people are probably the biggest detriment to your nature photography just because they scare away these animals so easily. And of course, they don't mean to, but they just do. You know, they wear bright colors. They talk loud or listen to music. Uh, and especially in like a city like Louisville there's just people everywhere so you got to get out there early
0: yeah so I want to kind of transition here to to your your podcast the all outdoors photography podcast is it's you and uh Ryan Taylor so yes uh, what kind of how that start out so what did you and Ryan decide to or when did you guys decide to make a Mm -hmm. podcast and why
1: yeah so it's actually pretty interesting I've, I've never met Ryan before he actually uh he lives up in Ohio uh, we're going to meet soon, uh, but we met through Instagram through another mutual uh, photographer friends. Um, and you know we, we talked for a while we messaged for a couple months and you know liked each other's posts commented all that um, and became pretty good online friends and. I entered I came to him with the idea of a podcast I'd, I'd always wanted to do one, but I didn't want to do it solo I wanted to have. Another person, so we could you know bounce ideas off each other and bring different guests from both of our respective communities. Um, And yeah, we started it uh, last July um, and we've been doing it, you know, we've been taking breaks every once in a while, but we've pretty much been doing it every week uh, and it's been great. Uh, I've loved it. So.
0: So do you feel uh, your podcast is more educational or is it more uh, kind of about communicating with other photographers?
1: I'd say it's a little bit of both, um, but I'd say probably lean more towards education, especially when we do our solo episodes. So just the two of us. Um, we're definitely trying to educate our community. Um, and then when we have guests on, you know, generally uh, about half of it is them talking about their photography and then the guests will give some tips for the uh, listeners as well. How About how many episodes have you guys uh, completed? So uh, we just released episode 48 this week and 49 will come out Tuesday. So,
0: wow, that's pretty good. That's a lot farther than we've come. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure you'll get there.
0: Yeah, so um, what would you say is uh, the goal of your podcast?
1: I think overall the goal of the podcast is just to meet more photographers and kind of get our ideas out there. You know, Ryan and I, we would, even before the podcast, we talk, you know, for long periods of time and just, you know, talk about all things photography. So why not put it out there for other people to listen to and kind of broaden that.
0: All right, so I know... I mean, you've you've come really far as a photographer over the past couple of years. So um, what are some future goals you have for your photography career?
1: Yeah, so I want to I've recently started doing a lot of online presentations. Um, I've done them through like the North American Nature Photographer Association, uh, different camera clubs, all kinds of things. But I definitely want to expand that. I want to do even more Um I do pretty soon. I think I'm gonna be able to go to some in-person conferences and be a presenter there, which would be pretty cool. So I want to keep looking for opportunities like that. Uh, my like my big dream is to be a, a Canon Explorer of Light. So that's like their brand ambassadors. They only like have like 20 of those. Uh, it's it's a pipe dream, but it it may happen someday. Um, but that's kind of my big goal, and I, I would like to be pro someday, like a, a pro full-time nature photographer. Uh, I think it is possible. I, I'm building that foundation. Um, it's, you know, it's not going to be something I do immediately after high school. I'm still going to go to college and everything, but um, hopefully one day I'll be able to do that.
0: You know, I really think this is a great hobby because I think you learn a lot about nature and different things, Would you say you've learned a lot more about nature because of it.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely have grown a lot of care for nature. I already like you know, was pretty into like conservation stuff and taking care of the environment, but being a nature photographer has only heightened that. Um, it's even led me to do uh, for college i'm going to do a degree in environmental studies and really learn as much as I can about the environment uh, and just it's it's really led to a big passion, even outside of the photography.
0: That's great yeah and. um have you witnessed or have you seen kind of how humanity is impacting the environment in a negative way through photography?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, especially in Louisville here. so if I'm sure you've seen Jack, like at some of the parks these these creeks are polluted and then there's just all this trash everywhere, and it's just it's really sad. I've seen birds caught in plastic before, and it's just uh it's very disheartening. but uh, I hope my photography can help with that a little bit. you know, kind of spread the message of how beautiful the environment can be, but also, know, how fragile it is at the same time.
0: I definitely think we have a problem with that in Louisville in terms of pollution by far, you know. um, I hope, uh, do you, do you think there's something that we could do as a community to kind of work towards having uh, less pollution?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, small things help, so if you see trash in a park, don't be afraid to pick it up, Um, you know, bring gloves or something if that's what you need to do, or bring a Ziploc bag and I always have one in my uh, backpack, my camera bag, and I just try to pick up the, the small trash and carry it with me and throw it away at home. So try to do what you can when you're out there.
0: All right. And I know um, you have a you have a calendar for sale. Would you like to talk about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So this is I did a calendar last year, but it was only for uh, like family members as a gift. But this year I'm officially selling a calendar. Uh So I kind of collected I did wildlife only this year, so I kind of collected my 12 favorite images from the year. uh, put them together, I spent a lot of time on it because I take a lot of images So I I probably took like 50,000 images last year, so I put a lot of time into selecting my favorite ones ones that kind of represented each month for me. Um, i've got photos from California Michigan Ohio Kentucky all kinds of places so if you'd like to check that out um, that's in the link in my bio and uh, it's linked down below as well so yeah
0: yeah um do you have a favorite uh photo on the calendar for next year
1: uh i think i do so it's a it's a it's a hummingbird shot but it's not like a conventional hummingbird shot it's it's way far away so it's it's the hummingbird is really small in frame um, and if you've if you've seen my portfolio my work this is probably a common theme um but i like putting the bird small in the frame so it's a hummingbird on a stick and then there's a tree above it Uh, it's just a very like minimalistic and simple shot um but it's probably my favorite i took it up in michigan on a cloudy day Uh, i still remember all the all the settings and all the scenario that led up to that and it just really resonates with me so
0: gotcha and i want to thank you for coming on the show i know it's been a little bit uh short but um i want to thank you uh everybody go check out henry on uh instagram um you have anything other you would like to promote?
1: Um, I have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, that's also in that link. I believe it kind of leads to everything there. Uh, I'm trying to do more content on there. It's It's been a little bit hard with school and everything, but uh, I'm gonna definitely get into that more soon. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it, unless you have any other questions.
0: No, I'd just like to thank you again for coming on the show. It's been great to hear about. Uh, I mean, I really like your YouTube channel. I like your, your photos. I think they're really nice. Oh, and thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yep. So I'm going to end the episode here and I want to thank everybody for listening and I'll talk to you guys later.